Welcome to the Stories Are Soul Food podcast, presented by Cannonball Books, the kids' fiction imprint of Cannon Press. Met a ghost of a king on the road when I first fell. Fire burning to my knees, to my knees I fell. Met a ghost of a king on the road. We're back at it. This weekly grind. Back at this. Semi-weekly grind. Back at the semi-weekly grind. <laughs> Welcome to SAS. And we've got a new acronym to drop on you. Oh yeah, episode one hundred and one. We already, we, I mean, we already uh, introduced it, right? But we just didn't break it down. This is the movie club is going to be SAS Lamp, looking at motion pictures. Get it, guys? It's an acronym. It is SAS. <laughs> it's almost as good as SAS. Tough to be. I don't, if, it, if we wanted it to be looking at motion pictures club, then it's Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> SAS Lamp. <laughs> That's so just the lamp club. Let us know if you prefer lamp or lamp. <laughs> we'll just call it the lamp club. I mean, if we if we're gonna force it, we'd call it society and just go with the plural. Lamps. Know. But that's this week. <laughs> yeah. I, if we could find a Z somehow. Ooh, lamps. Looking at motion pictures like Geist. Okay, we're here. Yeah. It's episode one oh one. We're here. We're gonna be super productive. Yeah. Covering meaningful topics. Such as to stories and soul food, right? Such as what, Brian? Well, I just wanted to, to, to. I finished Severance. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I wanted to nice. dig. I wanted to dig a little. You want to talk a little about about Severance? Yes. Yeah. Uh, new show on Apple Plus with that guy from Parks and Rec. <laughs> That's my level of movie movie knowledge. <laughs> and that guy from that guy from Parks and Rec, and that guy from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and that guy, yeah, from uh, the Amazon show Patriot. Mm. Okay. The badly named, misunderstood dark comedy. Yeah. In which he, he reprises his role in Severance. It's actually the same character. It's pretty funny. Person. <laughs> which wise. which guy is that? I think I've seen one episode of Patriot. Doesn't the the chubby brother? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. See, yeah, I think I only watched the end of episode one in Patriot, and then I I think my co watcher bailed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'll have to return. You like that, don't you? You enjoyed that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, you said it was dark and comedic, so that right there, you know, yeah. Nate probably liked the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's things about it that I liked. Let's put yeah. it that way. I don't like the show. I like things about it. Mm, nice. Uh, but Severance, you want to talk about Severance? Yeah. Um, at first, I mean, it's very, very fun, right? It yeah. gets you in this this sort of closing winch as uh that's the wrong word. yeah but it sort of grinds you and you just mm. somebody's getting cellular disturbance i'm moving this away it's not i not me either so i don't know what's up okay okay but yeah it, the anxiety of the show the just feeling yeah. closer and trying to figure it out was really well done but then as the show went on i felt like that the writer was playing with me and actually had no in, interpretation for what was going on so i was going to try and ask and see if you agreed with that, but maybe we have to just talk about the setup first because yeah. it's so thematic and s such a sim symbolism of it all. And, and it was very meaningful. And then they started doing things that made me wonder, I think they just put a bunch of interesting ingredients and shook well. What made you wonder that? Well, okay. So there's a weird dance in episode eight. Do you remember that? Which one? The dance party? No, award? no, no, no. Sorry. The, where he gets the waffle party. Yeah, and goes they're talking and, about the occult demonism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The demonism there. 
Well, okay, because at one point this it starts out with the discussion of personhood, right? Like what is yeah. a person, and then seems to veer pretty sharply into what is a cult, what is a cult, and what is religion, you know, and and it becomes more of an atheistic turn. So that interesting, you know, sort of what does deconversion look like? So if we actually uh, start by just telling everybody the concept is you can plant a chip in your brain to enable you to have an absolute security clearance such that as you arrive at work spatially, you cross that, you know, those particular coordinates and your memory of your outside life is gone. You have, when you're at work, you have no access to your outside memories at all. Uh, and then when you leave work, you have no access to your work memories at all. Right. And that's, that's the concept. So you, you send these people to work for this massive, uh, this massive monster company and you get in the elevator and as you're going down, you forget who you are. And then you have to, in the locker room, remove all of your outside clothing, put on your work clothes. Can't take messages to yourself. Yeah. There's no, you're not allowed to take messages. It's only, it's a complete disconnect between your work self and your uh, outside self. And so they start playing around with what it means of what it actually means to these people. Right. Are the, they, the, are they two people? Yeah. They talk, they're talking about their any, the in is the one inside. The Audi yeah. is your person. They talk about themselves as as if they are two separate people. Uh, this is actually a very old atheistic framework. And you see it still, but people who believe that the mind is what makes man. Uh, what makes us... Um, even, even a lot of Christians will talk about intellect being the image of God, which is ridiculous. But... Uh, that for, for an atheist, for somebody who doesn't believe in the soul, the division of memory, the division of the intellect, the division of the mind is the creation of, an, of another person. Right. And they are so separate from each other. Yeah. So it's like leaning into split, split personalities, leaning into it and splitting it farther. Because the hey, person on actually, the outside actually, chooses yeah. that job. It's not like someone did it to you. Yeah. You choose to have your work self. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if they hate it. And the backstory of like why people chose this is also interesting so right somebody who went through a major trauma and has a lot of pain and anguish and con you know constantly suffering from the memory of it choosing to do this so that they can have a fruitful work life and, yeah. and be happy and have this portion of their existence not be miserable mm -hmm. but the problem is they have no memory of that portion of their existence while they're at work yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's you know you leave and you're just back to miserable again at the yeah. end of the work day, just you're, you're cheerful throughout, but you don't remember any of that cheerfulness. So it is, there's some magnificent scene work. I mean, truly magnificent. And the jobs they're doing are so abstract and strange and un apparently unrelated yeah. to anything in real life that uh, it just, it makes tons of questions. And then they add that element of the, religious compunction so inside they have to kind of recreate society sort of well as they're as you're entering this massive uh pharmaceutical company really yeah it's called lumen which of course being yeah. latin for light and all yeah. that but it's a it is a cultic corporation yeah it is an extremely cultic corporation as you're coming in it, this massive hagiography around the founder Mm -hmm. Like, so that, that all exists outside. Right. A code well. of rule books that looks like the Bible, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then you, um, but then you descend, you say, you separate, 
you know, you separate your memories and you descend into a place where you have no memories. It's, it's notable that it's descending. Mm-hmm. That you're going down there. And then what you're talking about with the, the waffle party, they have these weird things, weird morale uh, awards and rewards for people who achieve things, quarterly performers, things like that, where they get like a waffle party or they get a dance party. The egg bar with the a bunch egg- of deviled eggs. Ooh, yeah. I, you, I got it. Deviled eggs. Oh, uh, look at you. Look at me. And that makes sense. Of the deviled goats. means seasoned. It does. It also has other meaning, <laughs> has other connotations. And I just yeah. got the goats too, thanks to you. So, right. And okay, I'm, I'm getting little... it. I'm getting it now. They're all good. Literally, visually, the dominoes are falling <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you're in hell. Yeah. Um, the whole point is that. Which you're... is literally said, I think, in episode one or maybe two. And, and here's another thing for you. What is the name of the female character? Mm, Helly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Helly. So. Short for Helen, though. I'm sure it's just it's it? just her beauty. <laughs> yeah. Helly. So Helly is down there and she has what color hair? Red. Brian? Flame. Yes. Dyed flame hair. Yeah, she's got flame colored hair. Her name is Helly. Mm-hmm. She's down there. The waffle party is like eating a waffle alone in the home of the founder of Lumen. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly people come out dancing in bizarre occult goat head stuff. Mm-hmm. That one is is one I reduced in Vidangel to to watch with my family, but I did watch this with my kids. I watched all of it with my kids. Okay, um, but yeah, it's it's filterable. So yeah, well that the waffle party is something to to filter a little bit. Um, the even, inner people, the innies, are so childlike, and they in fact are referred to them like children and mentioned it as if a birth, like you're born into this situation here. Yeah. Um, and and so then it, it allows very mature themes to to be viewed through a different lens so yeah. you know the suicide aspects of it and your work and whether it matters and how you're being kind to someone the workplace rules it was very it was very fun to watch that lens get placed over your eyes where you're now watching it through the the lens of a character who's like someone from the office but a, but right. has no conception of anything else so yeah. that seemed brilliant and then the non-stop maze like white walls you know the sets there were just so fun yeah it's it's a really interesting show so the question is with with lots of things like this like the like matrix one you watch the first matrix film and you know it's it's kind of like okay there's a lot of themes <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of typology there's a lot of themes and you could argue that these are christian themes Mm-hmm. You watch Matrix 2 and you're like, oh, nope. No longer. No longer. Uh-uh. These, these are all trans themes. Like right. This is, you know, some troubled individuals working out their own uh, their own issues. The concept of being trapped in another body and, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. Proven by all the directors, right? Yeah. Self-demonstrated. Um, so you have that there. And I think season one of Severance is a little bit that way to me where it's like, okay, Ben Stiller. Um, like what are you what are you doing next? Um, where where are you gonna go from here? As as his adventure, as the exploration is moving into the outer world, as he's leaving this little ecosystem where he has a very clear typological experiment going on, a very clear typological, um, yeah, thematic exploration. What is personhood? Is it yeah. okay to forget? You know, how do yeah, you deal what with is, trauma? What is, what is memory? What is a person? Yeah. 
what is uh what makes well uh, you think about the division between an indian and audi what makes someone two people yeah what makes you you yeah which one is you Mm -hmm. you know and 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 the question of can if you don't know what you are doing to yourself, is it still wrong? I thought that was one of, obviously as a Christian, I find it very interesting. You know, plenty of people will claim ignorance. I didn't know this was bad for me or yeah. I, I didn't. And then watching the show explore that. Yeah. Of, can you do something to yourself that you aren't aware of that you still shouldn't be doing? So <laughs> if your innie is completely trapped and miserable and trying to escape, screaming to escape, and your Audi has no knowledge of that and continues to re-imprison yeah. yourself, every day um you know it's it's that's a very that's interesting. interesting yeah yeah there's a lot basically there's a lot of the, this is a, a kind of like um the genre is known as what if like just a what if yeah. show a what if movie yeah this is a what if show but just really thoroughly explored in in interesting ways and the question is now with season two moving on questions require answers and with a lot of these things uh you have you have something where it's easy to pose the question i've told a lot of aspiring novelists it's really easy to send everything to hell the hard the hard part is bringing it all back in the resurrection yep like a easter in a story is much harder Mm -hmm. than the passion yeah and i and that's where i start to say this can't be bailed out how you think so <laughs> i'm gonna adjust this light i mean i i think they're going to have to do something they'll have to do extremely large cinematic um outer world type rebellion in order to get out of this thing whereas i think they had a, a moment where they could have and this was interesting but i think they could have resolved the any audi problem in a way that didn't require wide-scale societal rebellion but i think i don't know that they can now I don't know what he's. Yeah, I sure they can. Yeah, okay. Sure they can, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Sure they can. Doesn't mean they will. Right. Your instincts could be completely correct, but yeah, Yeah. they could. It's it's a thing they could do. So often people will pose big, grand philosophical questions, and and it's easy to read it or or watch it and say, "Wow, that's a that's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting thing to explore." Yeah. Um, And then they are stuck and they don't get back out. It's like they build themselves a, a rat's maze and you're like, well done. This is a complicated trap you've built here. Yeah. And then you watch them starve to death and die. Yeah, they, the go on the, the, they just go in the, the corner. <laughs> in the center of their own maze where they have uh, completely failed to explore it. So when you're creating something, when you're, when you're creating complexity, you're creating questions, you're, com- you know, you're creating all these big issue doorways for the viewer to walk into. And then you say, so anyway, wasn't that fun? You don't resolve anything. Yeah. And the hard part here is that you have to resolve, the hard part for Severance is you have to resolve the the external plot and all the thematic typological questions. Right. So all the questions of personhood and good and evil and all those things have to be uh, answered and explored. They have the fascinating mass, you know, that they have to do. They have to do the questions and repeat it over and over, you know. um, And they have a real one of those too. So the idea of repentance is key to this thing as well. Um, And what does an apology actually mean? And when do you mean it? Um, 
the one guy, the security guard, who's always asking him the questions. Yeah, that guy is a really. There's a cup. There's a creepy level of the people in control of this that is. I'm not quite sure. I, I, I'm trying to think through why I'm so scared of them. As you're watching them on the screen and you watch, what's her name? The silver haired lady in charge yeah. and her right hand man, how they managed to make those people so creepy without overt um, horror tropes. I mean, I wonder, is it knowledge? They have yeah. secret knowledge. Yeah, it's, they know more than you do. Yeah. And so they're able to throw levers in the motivation of their, their captives that the captives don't understand mm -hmm. so you know they can they can tell them they're being terrible they can freak out on them or whatever and it's mm -hmm. you know they they don't have any knowledge the other the thing i think the, that's most interesting about the about the device is the way in which knowledge and certain innate knowledge is creeping past the block so there is this yeah there's this level of knowing right and wrong there's a level of knowing that is is still there like that they can't sever completely and mm -hmm. that's where the whole experiment is breaking down for the villains of the story it's like because there is a deeper layer you can yeah. divide tangible memory but you cannot ultimately um break sever you can't ultimately yeah let's use that word <laughs> since it's called severance <laughs> you can't ultimately sever a lot of it there's actually a big chunk that you can't Okay. You can't do. I, I really, I found it interesting. I enjoyed watching it with my kids. We had a lot of conversations. They then showed it to their cousins. Had a lot of conversations. You know, it's like it's it's a it's a thought provoking show. Now, where it goes, like well, the likelihood of it landing at truth, goodness, and beauty is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah, I have a few character questions for you now, especially because they're going to try to try to prolong it. That's what the I read. The nature of the the nature of the marketplace is such that now it's like, oh man, did they greenlight season three yet? Yep. Is, are both in production? Like, what do they? Because because the writers all say, oh, I don't have an ending in mind. I wanted it to be. I could write either two or six seasons. Yeah. And and so that to me says, oh, we're about to start, you know, diluting the pool. Just <laughs> prolong. Yep. Prolong. Yep. And throw in what's the weird device for this episode? What's the uncomfortable scene how do we get episode? more characters in here asap you know i don't know i mean yeah. i don't know if they're gonna but it feels like oh, yeah. they're gonna just new Absolutely. departments are gonna start popping up in every yep. season and you'll have but you do have to have uh really really quickly uh you'll you'll find a formula so each episode has a certain amount of discomfort this kind this kind this kind yeah yep and they'll be they'll be your daily vitamins it'll it'll be kind of like a a rinse and repeat now hopefully they just want to do a great story and they try to land it and move on yeah and so it's going to have two seasons three seasons and be done yeah and it'll just be insane because you think about the you think about the good place and how funny that that show is and how effective that device is and then you watch them try to like go forever and it's that's hard i mean that is just ridiculously hard to to do that mm-hmm um, have you watched a good place? No, I haven't. I was going to write it down. Okay, there we go. Watch some good place there, Brian. <laughs> um, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> the good, the good place is great. Also, in its, in what it provokes and the conversations that it provokes. Yeah, like that. That's interesting. Is it a sound philosophy? No, it is not. Is it theologically on point? No, it's not theologically on point. <laughs> Does it provoke lots of 
thought and conversation, it does. Yeah. Same thing. That's another show I have watched uh, with with my kids and recommended elsewhere. Maybe and a again, future yes, lamp pick. Yeah, lamp pick. it's pot lamp or lamps or whatever <laughs> lamps. Um, a lamp. We'll go say it called a lamp. This is a lamp pick. Yeah. Um, that one is. I don't know that it'll be a lamp pick. That one is another one though. That just re- assume that I filter these things when I yeah. when I talk about these things. Yep. That's a that's a good assumption. It's one of the rules um, of lamp. Yeah. Assume filtration yeah. via clear play or that angel and when we have an official filtration sponsor for one of these you hear that from one of these you hear that <laughs> when we have an official filtration sponsor we'll only push that platform but in the meantime use vidangel or clearplay yeah um okay why i should actually reach out to both of them and be like hey yeah we should i should have thought of that a long time ago uh given how much i promote well now that, that we're 100 years old i think we deserve it yeah we, we, we isn't that how deserving things works <laughs> um yeah, okay. so good good place is another one. Okay, That's, question for you. Yeah. Ludic- the ludicrous nature of Rickon and yeah. the sister, who was awesome. You know, she seemed like the most... Well, anyways, what do you think the ludicrousness of the outer world is doing in that show? Is it a bit of a, ca- a palate cleanser so that we can just get a moment to, to laugh at something in a show that's pretty, you know, overwhelming? There's There's two things. One is... It's a journey. Well, yes, you're looking for comic relief, but it's a journey of gratitude. Yeah. And so uh, Rickon, and incidentally, that that actor's character name in Patriot was also Rick. That's what, same guy, same personality. Okay. Um, he referred to himself as Cool Rick in, <laughs> in uh, Patriot, but he does an amazing job as Rickon in Severance. He is insufferable. Yeah. Just truly and completely insufferable. And the severance, weirdly, is you can understand our main character's desire to just forget all of that. There's nothing out there he wants to remember. His sister being married to this ludicrous human being is not something he wants to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's no there's no ties out there yeah. at all. So uh, Rickon's absolute absurdity in the outside world <laughs> the dinner party without food you yeah know, th- that kind of thing he, he's yeah he's worth he's worth the price of admission for the show but that right there it's like that's just yeah it's a little bit of a decompression of pressure for the viewer to like release the pressure but it's also like so ridiculous that your hard-bitten realist like not Rickon you can understand why the hard bitten realist wants to sever and go just, yeah, just be somewhere else. Nothing could be, be worse someone than else. This. He Nothing, wants to, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to be someone else. And then, weirdly, in having severed, he discovers Rickon from an entirely new perspective, mm-hmm. and like, and achieves gratitude and amazement. Yeah, like coming back to his brother-in-law. So the severed character is blown away by his by his brother-in-law, mm-hmm. finds him to be like wonderful beyond all belief and yeah. inspirational and like a lifeline. He's a lifeline for him. And so he he comes to this this gratitude um which is a really interesting thing to have done. Yeah. So he actually sees his brother-in-law not more honestly but sees him differently and in a way that he really appreciates him and is grateful for him. So he comes via severance, he comes to gratitude, um, which is weird. 
yeah. uh, that one's weird and i think it's i think it's brilliant in the show the way it's done yeah um but then you go you go see rickett in the real world and it's like oh, oh my goodness <laughs> and, and one of my favorite moments our lead is called to be told that his sister's about to have a baby and so he runs out to the birthing cottage at the birthing camp where they've decided to go meets rickon and rickon says can you help me hang the kelp real quickly i've got to i've got to hang this kelp all around the room where my wife is going to give birth uh, and our, our lead says why <laughs> uh, then here's the here's the like touching the nerve rickon says do you really want to know mm. and he says no i don't and just starts helping kelp just starts stringing line. just starts stringing kelp in the birthing room um that's and the that theme like, of the show. That, the, You're right. you, yeah, the theme That's of the nice. show right there. Do you really want to know? And his and answer course, was, no, I don't. At actually. the beginning, it's not. At the end. Yeah, he, yes. moved, he moves on the journey from, from not really wanting to know to wanting to know everything. And mm. eventually, both characters, Innie and Audi, have to want to know. It can't, yeah. it can't just be part of you. It can't just be, yeah. you know, his Innie can't just want to know his Audi as well. So it's... It's a really strange exploration. Yeah. Um, but the that that question right there, if you ask most people that question, I think I apply this to politics or anything else. Think about the Planned Parenthood videos. And like how many pro-abortion advocates actually watched those videos or were willing to watch those videos? And the, the question is, yeah. do you really want to know? And the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. We don't really want to know. It's yeah. like, we just don't. Um, as a culture, we're this way about abortion. We're this way about trafficking. We're this way about all sorts of things. Do you, do, do you really want to know what pot does to adolescent brains? Do you really want to know what social media does to you and to your relationships? Do you really want to know? No, we don't. Do you really want to know? Yeah. We actually really political down to individual. Yeah, we really don't want to know. And there's this deep commitment to not wanting to know. Yeah. And where that gets us, where did where do we end up as humans, as individuals and as a people, as nationalities when we don't really want to know? Yeah. Oh, and it's terrible. We end up in, in really terrible places and we can. This is not one of those entertainment pieces like we have to actually ask ourselves that, too. Like, do we really? want to know yeah um the effects our actions have you know the effects the the behavior of parents has on kids mm -hmm. like the effect of sin in our lives the effect of laziness the effect of yeah. habits just habits there's a great phrase one of the uncomfortable good guys in the show says about just emotional convenience being that same question you say i yeah. don't want to know for the sake of emotional convenience and uh yep and that's highlighted pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. I don't want to know. It's not my job. It's not my job to know. Yep. Um, and I, I put this, there's plenty of good people who end up in these uh, situations. The, the cops who are arresting people at our Psalm Sing, you know, back in the height of COVID. Like, they, they wanted to say, well, I had to. Like, it's not my job to know. It's not my job. To, I don't have to know. I don't, it's not my job to know. I just have to do what I'm told. And I don't want to look too closely and discover something that might make my life a lot more complicated. I have to intentionally preserve ignorance. 
And they're not unique in that. We all do that. People always do that. We intentionally preserve ignorance uh, where it is useful to yeah, us, totally. where, where we find it useful. And we, do, we just can't be that way. Yeah. So as, as characters, it has to be a yes, please. I do, I do really want to know. I would like to know. I would like to know what's actually happening. I would like to know what I'm actually doing, the effect it's actually having. I would like to know what things I'm participating in. Now, when there are things that you actually cannot affect in any way, do you really want to know uh, what's going on in southern Senegal right now to this 14-year-old kid? Well, if it's out of my reach completely, if I'm going to, if I'm weak enough that I'm just going to get really distraught and I'm incapable of taking action or I'm going to take the wrong action, I'm going to, I'm going to feel terrible. So I'm going to write a check to a bad organization and then I'll feel, I'll feel better, but I'll just have given money to somebody I also, I don't really know about, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's important. And like the knowledge of good and evil is, is such a delicate thing. Oh, there are places where we're not, we don't need to know. Yeah. You know, we don't, don't omniscience would, would crush us in yeah. some ways, but we don't need to know because, because we're incapable of taking positive action, like in that scenario. Now I would say that once you're mature, yeah, sure. Tell me because you can always take positive action because you are in a relationship with God, you know, God, you can pray, you can intercede on behalf of someone on the other side of the globe right. um, that you've never met. But if you are in a place where, knowing is something like that and you don't have the ability to act is like somebody putting 3000 pounds in your arms. Go. Yeah. You know, it's like just flattens you. It flattens you. Then it's like, okay, that's now that's a re this is a reasonable place to not know, to not want to know this. Is, it's reasonable for people to detox from social media because they they're constantly just outraged or indignant or frustrated or full of despair. Like just stop, stop. And it's not even there. You're not necessarily knowing like because all so much of that's false you know when, when you're out there but yeah but just like detach yourself from that from that conversation you do have to know your frame but that's not that's not where we choose to not know where we choose ignorance is usually around our own behavior uh, to protect our own weaknesses as opposed to uh humility of frame yeah. if, we like, have, if we have yeah. a humility about our frame and so we choose to not go on that website and read all those horror stories like that's great have humility of frame know that you shouldn't be destroyed getting totally obsessed with the murders here for example like just reading all the gory details all the gory, gory details yeah um that kind of thing is not healthy but we we do that yeah like we do we do do that well i was gonna say i feel like i've seen a number of walking away from the Lord stories that happen because they think people don't want to know. And so they dive down on one particular issue and go as deep as possible yeah. and lose complete perspective on everything yeah. else. And uh, that, that reminds me so of they, Well, that's an example of like deciding to not know the rest of it. Yeah. Really? Like, so yeah. it's like, I'll be ignorant to all of these things and I'm going to pick one. It reminds me of the show, the guy who's obsessed with rules and can quote, rules from the handbook like nothing else uh yep. you know that that's that kind of approach to life yep because he loses perspective on everything yeah that uh yeah so it is it is a delicate balance but the so the, the question of severance and the whole show around that severance of your knowledge is a very interesting one and one of the most helpful aspects of it is thinking about where we do that mm. like where we do a lot of people do do it that way on sunday they do try to have sunday be one 
way and then their weekday is completely different i mean parenting it's easy you hear this the uh you know one kid messed up but you know if you want to go dig into that it's going to be quite difficult to yep. cut to the bottom so it's much easier to be like i didn't really hear. Uh, did i need I, to know yeah, exactly. i didn't really hear what happened at school so i'm just going to move past you know that that sort of thing that one can just float down the river yep yep, yep. so it's a it is a really well-made show very well crafted very strange um unsettling unsettling hooks you uh hooks you really thoroughly really well acted too uh, oh yeah uh, yeah no the ex the execution is fantastic across the board and the question is whether or not they're going to pooch it now and odds are probably they already did so many fun things i think they ran out <laughs> i don't know shows like shows like ted lasso make it impossible for me to be hopeful for future seasons of almost anything mm. It is. It is funny. The, ind the industry does weird has weird incentives. So you think about Game of Thrones running amok, you know, with popularity. Uh, the writers would love to be able to do something else. They're like we've done this. We have our we have our money. We have like massive success. What are we going to do now? Something else. And the fans would have supported four more seasons. <laughs> you know, it's like they were yeah. they were uh, really stupidly hooked. Mm -hmm. And so then that final season came out and the fans were furious. Um, really, really, really furious because they just rushed through a shortened season and like killed people and just tied off loose ends, just like, brah. And then just, <laughs> but by tied off loose ends, they also didn't tie off lots and lots and lots of loose ends. So that, that kind of behavior. Let that be a lesson. Yeah, it's like, don't be too successful. Like you're going to make people mad one or the other. So if, if you are really successful and then you decide to milk the cow till it dies <laughs> and everybody hates your show. So everybody likes season one of Severance and you're like green light the next six seasons. And it like you just become really, really hated because it's monotonous and terrible and you're prolonging it. Or you're really, really successful and you're like, you know what? I want to do other stuff too. So how about I just kill everybody quickly? <laughs> and there's a, there's a little bit of both of those things that happen in the industry. But anyway, well, anyway, this is why the last season of Game of Thrones is my favorite season. Well, I think it's everyone's favorite season. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, uh, it was the end. <laughs> the, the end. <laughs> Can finally stop hearing about it. Yes, exactly. You know, it ended. It ended. Yeah. So anyway. Fantastic. There, there we go. A severance episode for 101. Cheers. Hi, it's Brian Cole here, wanting to let you know how you can support the Stories Our Soul Food podcast. You can do that by checking out Canon Plus. Head over to mycanonplus.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the SASF podcast. We'll hopefully be seeing you at mycanonplus.com. Mm -hmm.